Jumbo, fellow adventurers, I'm Mike Dooley, here to remind you once more that your thoughts become things. And I'm going to do it today by dropping another edition of a week's worth of spiritual tune-ups. These were broadcasted live. My answers to fellow adventurers' questions about life, dreams, and happiness. And each one took 5, 10, or 15 minutes. We've sewn them all together for your viewing and listening enjoyment. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, happy Monday. Time for a spiritual tune-up. Uh, this one's going to be short but sweet. Four inspirational quotes that we have dead wrong. I was raised by a mother who pushed me on to follow my dreams, um, but there was an edge to everything she told me. And it was always with the presumption that if I don't work hard, that if I don't get really focused, that if I don't make sacrifices, psh, it'll slip through my fingers. And that kind of motivation through fear, well, it can do wonders, but it can really jade you as well. Fortunately, mom and I got along great and uh, there's no love lost, but there are four very commonly uttered inspirational concepts that, that if we understood the truth, we could really begin to finally enjoy the journey. All right, so the first one, when one door closes, go ahead and finish the sentence for me. When one door closes, another one opens. Are you freaking kidding me? We live in a garden of Eden, heaven on earth. Our thoughts become things. Our words give us wings. We are pushed on to greatness every day. A door opens. That's the best they could come up with. When one door closes, 10,000 doors open, 10,000 doors. Orchestras orchestrate, marching bands march, bugles bugle. It, we live in a paradise where there are infinite possibilities for your joy in every moment. When one door closes, 10,000 doors open. And as the universe once said in a note, kind of makes you want to kind of makes you want a door to close, huh? It's just so good here. All right. Uh, the second of four. The early bird gets the worm. You know, this goes to our root fear that we've got to discipline and work hard and sacrifice. It's like, oh, how did, how, do we, how did we ever succeed when we carried the weight of the world on our shoulders? Have you not noticed that there are enough worms for all the birds. There's never been a headline, late birds dying in flocks. Uh, there are enough worms for all the birds. It's by design in this beautiful oasis that floats through the cosmos where there's enough for everyone of everything. And when we stop living with our heads in the sand and we stop counting life with our physical senses alone, we will realize we've always been provided for. You will always be provided for. There are enough worms, there's enough dineros, there's enough won and sterling and euros and dollar bills for all of us. 
to be happy and to live on our terms. There's enough worms for all the birds. Number three, opportunity only knocks once. God, my mom would tell me that all the time and it would always put a shiver down my spine like, what if I missed that once? What if it was when I was 15 years old? What if it was when I was 35 years old? What if my whole life could have been so much more? Opportunity only knocks once. And boy, you better have your ear to the door. Opportunity never, ever, ever stops knocking. And if you don't catch this one, you'll catch the next one or the next one or the next one. You can take a week off. You can take a year off. You can take a decade off and opportunity will be knocking. This is how much and how deeply you are loved. And number four, life is fair. Has anybody tried to bamboozle you with that one? Life is fair. It takes so little, I'd say four and a half brain cells, to look around and be enamored and in awe and utterly blown away by the perfection. Everything is here for you. You are pushed on to greatness. Your positive thoughts are thousands of times more powerful than your negative thoughts. If life wasn't fair, uh, we never would have crawled out of the ocean as amoebas. Not that that story was true. The fact of the matter is life is more than fair to a mind-boggling degree. I mean, just look at the splendor. Look at the symbiotic relationships. Look at how everything you need always comes through. Look how you've always bounced back. You know, too often we think at best that life is a 50-50 shot. For every high, there's a low. For every green, there's a red. For every good, there's a bad. That's not what your life has shown you. It's not what mine has shown me. Like we, it's astronomical. It's exponential how much easier life is than it is hard. How much easier it is to smile, fewer muscles, than it is to frown. How much easier it is to be happy, just change the, the record playing in your mind, than it is to be sad. Always, everywhere, at once. This, if life was a 50-50 shot at what? Surviving? That would mean most people wouldn't make it to their 20s or 30s. And that would be fair. That would be 50-50. Look at what we're doing as a civilization with technology and longevity and music and the arts and enterprise and creature comforts. It's like mind boggling. This is heaven on earth. It's really easy. As I said last week, it's the kindergarten of time and space. The kindergarten of reality are these jungles of time and space. So don't let those well-meaning souls who tell you these four inspiring quotes have you lower your sights or live in fear. You are here for great things. You're loved and adored. You are never alone. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, Mike Dooley, time for a spiritual tune-up this time. It's not the first time. Talking about money. How to win the lottery guaranteed. 
You know, somebody just won a lottery here in the United States worth $1 billion. And so a lot of lottery talk is going on. And hey, when you know that you're a gladiator of the divine, your thoughts become things, why not? So uh, this is a little tricky, but I think a lot of fun. And if you want abundance, my golly, that's the least you can have given your divine heritage. But let me put this into context first. Okay, there was a note from the universe I once wrote that had a part that went like this. It's like you won the live the life of your wildest dreams lottery a long, long time ago. But instead of checking your numbers, you just keep buying more tickets. What's up with that? You can have it all. You simply change the picture here of a brand new desired end result and do baby steps towards it and it's done. Your wish is the universe's command. Instead of realizing this fact that you have dominion over all things, you're scurrying around like a little squirrel wondering if you're worthy enough trying to buy $1 lottery tickets so that you can hit it big. Why play that game? The answer, the trick, to understanding how to win the lottery guaranteed is recognizing that you already have. And there's a double entendre there, okay? Number one, there's a much bigger lottery than a billion dollars. And that is life itself. The day will come when having one more day to live will be worth more to you than all the money in the world. And now you've got likely years, decades, tons of time in front of you. You are so rich. So one of the meanings here in that note from the universe is that you've already won the lottery and start enjoying it. Start making hay. What a blessing. And number two, if you really want to win a physical lottery run by some municipality, estate, or casino, then start acting like you've already won. Pretend you've already won. This is one of the most powerful ways to demonstrate and to become an awesome manifester. Act as if it's already happened and follow up with the baby steps buying lottery tickets. But I've got even more advice for you than that. Okay, the truth of the matter is, it's not a lottery that you want to win. You want, in this case, wealth and abundance. Because you think it's going to make you happy. And I would say, hey, be happy now. And you'll be a magnet for wealth and abundance. But let me help you get crazy rich in terms of money. Okay? Because there's nothing unspiritual about that. Be happy along the way. But if you want to be, if you want the Midas touch, if you want to be surrounded by wealth and abundance, opulence, true spending power, cash, money, baby, go for it. But do not limit yourself by thinking it must, should, or will come from a lottery. In this sense, playing the lottery is messing with the cursed house. There are so many ways divine intelligence can shower avalanches of money upon you, real money, spending power. The lottery is won. 
absolutely create that corridor and buy that ticket. Do it every week. If cold, hard cash is that much of a priority for you right now, buy a lottery ticket every single week. You don't need to buy more. So buy that ticket. But it's incumbent upon all of us in these sacred jungles of time and space, whatever it is you want, love, romance, confidence, creativity, health, recovery, healing, you need to paint the picture in terms of the desired end result. Don't be thinking about, I'm going to win the lottery. Be thinking about, I live in wealth and abundance. There's nothing I can't buy. I love my life. I'm surrounded by friends. Everything's working out, including cash. Think of that end result, vividly imagine it, and then here's what I'm getting at. Do all you can with what you've got from where you are. Do, physically do all you can with what you've got from where you are. This does not mean work crazy hours. This does not mean do a bunch of unpleasant things. This does not mean hate your life so that you can love it later on. This just means in the time allotted to that you can allot towards career or abundance in that time, whether it's one hour a day, eight hours a week, 40 hours a week, you don't have to work weekends. Do stuff and not one thing. Don't just buy lottery tickets. If you think I'm a creator and I'm going to win the lottery, you have slammed shut the door on all other avenues. The universe is like, don't do that to me. I know so many ways to make you rich. So buy the lottery ticket, start the business, write the book, ask for a raise. Just do stuff. Do what you can to move in the general direction of financial abundance. Little stuff that will always seem insufficient, inadequate, and paltry compared to the big dream. Do it anyway. Because one road leads to another, leads to another. And as I said at the beginning of this tune-up, be happy on the way. Oh, everybody's going to want some of that. Everyone's going to want you on their team. This person's joyful. This person shows up. This person loves life. I want to be like that. And they're going to hire you, pay you more, give you a raise, add commissions, make sure that you're on their team. And then you're going to be like, you know what? I've got all these other options. So get a number of sticks or irons in the fire. Let one of them be buying lottery tickets. No problem. But let there be other possibilities. Never insist on how a dream will come true. Doing so closes other avenues and possibilities. Okay? And, and don't just buy lottery tickets and be open to other possibilities. Buy lottery tickets and create other possibilities by doing all you can with what you've got from where you are. I've always said to audiences, if, you don't have to, but if you want divine intelligence to have every opportunity to do everything on your behalf that divine intelligence can do, if you want divine intelligence all over the board for you, doing all she can with all she has with, what, with where she is, then the least you can do is do all you can with what you've got from where you are. You don't hit the home run. Divine intelligence is home run. You show up, you knock on doors, you ask for help. Prepare to be astounded. I think a little of both approaches. You already won the biggest lottery of all. And while you're here, enjoy. You're going to 
create avenues for abundance to reach you, including buying a lottery ticket. You're a winner. Jumbo fellow adventurers, Mike Dooley, welcome to another spiritual tune-up. Today, back on track with living deliberately, creating consciously, manifesting the circumstances and the life of your dreams. Here's a bit of advice. Never visualize your dream coming true. Now, obviously, this is a play on words, but there's a really incredibly important lesson here. Of course, I teach that our thoughts become things. It is the end-all, be-all of living the life of your dreams. And if you understand this to your core, then I know every day you spend a little bit of time thinking thoughts about the life of your dreams. It's the least you can do to get the absolute most. Visualize, creative visualization. For me, four minutes a day, let it go until the next day. Take the weekend off. That's how powerful you are. That's all you need to do. So long as, of course, you follow up with baby steps. But what do you visualize? Never visualize your dream coming true. Why? What's going on? Such an important lesson. Too often, given that we use our physical senses alone to interpret reality, to judge ourselves, to judge our progress or seeming lack thereof, we think it's our job to figure out how our dream will come true. And as soon as you start messing with the cursed hows, this is how, the universe loves me, my thoughts become things, I'm going to make it happen. When you're attached or exclusively focused on a how or a who or a when or a where, you slam shut the door on all other possibilities. And when you're visualizing your dream coming true, you're inevitably visualizing a how coming true. It's not true yet. It started coming true. I'm in the process of making it come true. Don't visualize the process, a.k.a. the house. Instead, this is what you do. You visualize your life as it will be after the dream came true. Don't visualize it coming true. Visualize that it came true. It came true last week. came true last month. came true last year. Now visualize. Now, where do you live? Now, who are your friends? Now, what's your love life like? Now, is there wealth and abundance, opulence, good and plenty? Visualize the after effect, the after party. Don't visualize it coming true because then you're visualizing like, oh, this book of mine got published. Woo -hoo. Now, of course, that might work. Are you okay with might? Maybe that book was the beginning of your writing career and it's book number two that's going to blow up. But if you're all about this book, I'm going to make it happen. This is how my life will take off. You carry the weight of the world on your shoulders and you close all other doors and possibilities. Still, write that book. But write because you love writing, because you have something to say, or because you have a story to tell. You don't have to love writing. I'm not really a big fan of writing, although I've written a lot. I like having written. But don't mess with the 
house. Imagine if you want a book published, creative fulfillment, wealth and abundance. Imagine a life where you are a professional writer. It's this book or that article, that blog or the video blog. Okay, you on stage speaking, you creating an audio program or an online course. All those things can add up to you being a writer with other sticks in the fire, creating other avenues for income. Whether the book becomes a bestseller is so not important because you want creative, fulfilling expression. You want wealth and abundance. You want friends and laughter. You want a rocking life that you love. That's what you visualize. Maybe it'll be writing. Maybe it'll be that book. Don't attach and thereby limit other possibilities. So do not ever visualize your dream coming true, although there's a lot of wiggle room and it might, but it might not. Instead, go beyond. You've got a great career. You're creatively fulfilled, wealth and abundance, friends and laughter, and all that good juicy juice. All right. I hope I made that clear. A little bit of a play on words. Of course, you can visualize your dream and it came true, even coming true. But it's a fine, fine line. Leave room for even better. Leave room for other ways than you presently know. Continue to write the book. Continue to ask questions. Continue to do all that you're doing. But always leave room for or better, including or betters and pathways you've never even thought of heretofore. Life is a game that's rigged on your behalf. Just know what the rules are. Know what buttons to press, what levers to pull and let the universe take care of the rest. John Bo, fellow adventurers, Mike Dooley, time for a spiritual tune-up with a really common question when it comes to living deliberately, creating consciously, vis-a-vis -vis your thoughts becoming things. And that is how to take action when you don't know what your groove is, you don't know what your niche is, you don't know what you're supposed to be doing. So common and such an easy workaround. I have four answers for you, four steps, and you will hit a home run. Let me read the question exactly as it was posted in Instagram yesterday. Thank you for posting your questions down below Facebook or Instagram. Um, Mike, what if I don't know what it is I'm supposed to do? What if I don't know what I like or I'm good at? How do I visualize living a life doing what I feel connected with? Something I like and I feel happy doing. All right, you are in the absolute best place you could possibly be. Knowing that you want joy, which was part of the extended question, knowing how you want to feel, but not knowing what that thing is. By you not knowing what that thing is, you feel cursed, you feel jinxed, like how can it happen if I don't know? Divine intelligence knows. Your higher self knows. And because you're not naming it, there are infinite possibilities, infinite ways that the universe can bring you that feeling you desire. Here's how to get there. Step number one, just feel the joy when you visualize. Do some creative visualization. Uh, have a vision board with tips I'm about to give you. Create some affirmations. I love my life. My life is easy. Everything I touch turns to gold. Everything's perfect. Weehaw! Just go four minutes a day to a place of ecstatic, euphoric joy. I love my life. I love my life. 
And step two out of my four, when you're doing your creative visualizations, I've done all of these things, imagine hearing congratulations from specific people and complete strangers. Imagine the look in the eyes of those who love you when they find out one more really great facet or fact about your new rocking life, career, niche, purpose, whatever it is. Imagine the high fives. Imagine the warm embraces. Imagine the salty, happy tears. Imagine the slow motion knuckle to knuckle pow. You got it, man. You got it. You found it. It found you. It's so easy. It's so obvious. That's the thing about big dreams coming true. You can't imagine how ahead of time. But when they do come true, you're like, it's the most obvious thing in the world. It was destined for me. I could have figured this out if I had thought about it. But don't figure it out. Leave total latitude to divine intelligence to connect the dots. Because it's tracking not only you and your trajectory towards joy, but that of seven and a half billion other people. And it's like, work around, work around. Oh, somebody faded out. Somebody's fading in. Non-stop GPS on seven and a half billion lives that will complement you, your life, your joys, your fulfillment. Also, do not be thinking, and it sounds like you're not, good on you, that you have a purpose or something you're supposed to be doing. Oh, gosh, there's, there's no such limits. There's nothing you're supposed to be doing. There's probably 7,416 things that you would be like a pig in mud, so happy you found it. And you will feel like this is the best thing for me, better than all other things. But there were 4,622 things. Don't insist on one because you exclude the others. Your purpose, here's your purpose, to be you. No one has ever seen through your eyes. No one has ever felt through your heart. That's your purpose. That's why God wanted to be you. That's why you wanted to be you. So don't be thinking that there's a right thing and everything else is wrong. There's like thousands of right things. And the universe will bring you one when you do these four steps. So number one, end result of joy, joy, joy. Number two, imagine, congratulations, high fives. Imagine huge deposits in your bank account in your brokerage account. Imagine the big checks. You don't have to know how. Just these are things to imagine that have no hows attached to them. You don't have to know why people are congratulating you. Just go to that. Yeah, it's me. It was really me. I can't believe it either. It's so awesome. You don't have to know the details. That's the point. Number three, you'll have fun with this. What do you think might be in your dream career? Would there be a lot of international travel? Or are you a homebody and you're like, no, that's the last thing I want. Well, what is it? Would there be creativity? You know, like just going deep within and giving birth to ideas and stories and art and concepts and strategies. You know, you can be creative in the accounting field or in finance or in real estate. So, you know, don't limit yourself there. Do you want that opportunity to just be an inventor of ideas and possibilities? Or do you want to collaborate? Are you a people person? Do you want to be leading the troops? Is that how you function? Do you want to be in nature? Or that's uh, maybe for the weekends. Do you want to be with animals? How about this? Trees. Are you a tree hugger? Make a list of all the things that would be really cool. 
Now, don't attach to any of them. But what would be the top, you know, 30 or 40 things that would be attributes? You know, large deposit checks. Yeah, probably. You don't have to go there. Uh, something that helps you exercise and stay fit at the same time. Something that helps you grow spiritually. Oh, watch out. Challenges. Challenges are awesome. They don't have to be a bummer. What would be the 30 or 40 attributes? Without naming the career, I would be creative. I would work with other people. I would have time alone. I would be a mastermind collaborator. I would use my hands. I would be physically engaged. Make those lists and visualize that this is part of your future rocking career that has already happened without stating what the career is. Now, of course, there's a very important part here. Number four, you want to do something about your dream. And here's the big question. How the hell do I do something about a dream when I don't even know what the dream is? You do know what the dream is. Joy, fulfillment, outdoors, creativity, animals, tree hugging, international travel. That's exactly what we're talking about. You know, you've always known. You just thought you had to figure out how you were going to get there. But thank God you didn't because you'd be limiting divine intelligence. This is how you take action without messing with the cursed house. You simply do not attach to that which you are doing. And you do something. Do anything. Anything is better than nothing. As I often point out, the road you start out on will not be the road you arrive on. But because you started out on a road, you could see the signs. You had the feeling. You followed your intuition. You got a little logical. It made sense. Holy crap. You're living the life of your dreams. That means we all start out on the wrong road. And here you are thinking you had to pick the right road. No wonder you're in a paralysis. That's not it. That's not it. I can't start and go down the wrong road. Go down the wrong damn road. That's how everybody gets there. The road to the diamond mind. It's a dirt road that leads to the diamond mind, okay? So just get out. You have programmed the magic with awesome end results. Joy, high fives, happiness, large deposits. <clears throat> it's being pressed to you. You just need to be reachable. Go out. Go out and do anything. Obviously, to the best of your ability, move towards a job where there's tree hugging or move towards a job where there's international travel or move towards a job where there's some form of creativity. Can't find any of those? Nothing lines up with your fringe benefits? Then flipping do anything. Any, not to learn to love it, not because you're settling for less, not because you're preserving your options and having a, a path of retreat. But because by starting out on the wrong path, doing flipping anything, you will be reached by the magic and serendipities and bright ideas. It might not be day one. It might be day 400. But on day 401, you're going to be living the life of your dang dreams. And you're going to be like, that was fast. That was so fast. I would have waited 4,000 days for the life I have right now. That's what you're going to be saying. And as I often say, I've said it in these tune-ups. If you are where I was 20 years ago, where I was 20 years ago, all of the paths before you sucked. I, I knew I wanted wealth and abundance, friends and laughter, international travel, creative, fulfilling work. No path in front of me had that. Assess your sucky options. If this is where you are, I hope you're not, but it's okay if you are. Choose the least sucky 
Like two or three of the least sucky. You got three paths. Go down all of them simultaneously. The least sucky path will turn into the yellow brick road as it has for me. You're going to be there fully. You're going to be present. You're going to give your heart, your soul. You're going to be present. And life will grab you and carry you as if it was an escalator to a land of good and plenty, love and whatever else you want. Tree hugging. Jumbo fellow adventurers, happy Friday. Welcome to another spiritual tune-up. Today's question is really appropriate for the times we're in. Thanks for asking it. How to be in the world but not of it. Now that's kind of my spin on the question. Sounds pretty uh, deep right away, but let's make it practical. The questioner said, Mike, how do you live within the world and perform your job? Say, healthcare, for example, but not manifest more illness. Similarly, how do you how do you hang out with the turkeys but soar with the eagles? How do you not get polluted either clinically or psychologically with the junk and the gunk that's out there everywhere? I got a couple of things for you here. Really simply, first and foremost, you're not vulnerable. You're this ancient gladiator of love and joy. You're not a statistic. You're not an afterthought. It's not like this beautiful oasis is floating amongst the stars and then you showed up. What do you want? It's like you created this place. You're the first thought. You're the prime mover. Nothing random happens in your nighttime dream, right? You don't just get a flu or a disease in your nighttime dream. Everything is of your creation. And so it is here. Yet there is this soup of momentum where there's other players and circumstances and co-manifestors of all things we share and of no things that we experience privately. We are co-creators of all that we share. But we are the sole creators of our joy, of our happiness, ultimately of our health, of our abundance levels, of our friendship and creativity. You're not stuck in some mosh pit of the universe where stuff can happen to you randomly for no reason. Think of the folks like Mother Teresa or people who worked during the time of leprosy when it was, you know, like the real thing. Uh, or people that were living in medieval Europe when various plagues were going around. How come they all didn't get wiped out? Because each of us individually creates our own realities and we choose from the various props, circumstances, ailments, diseases, good things, bad things to help get our groove on based on our overall focus. You're not susceptible to wild and wacky stuff. As Seth has said in his books, dictated by the late Jane Roberts, we all have like virtually every disease teeming inside of us right now, but they don't break out unless there's a purpose, a need, a cause, a reason, love and healing first and foremost. Sometimes getting sick is the beginning of a healing. Sometimes a pandemic like this is the beginning of a new world order. It's all good. It's all happening for you. But the baseline here is think not that you are vulnerable. You're not vulnerable. Come up with some affirmations. I am protected. 
I am guided. I am surrounded by loving golden energy. Will this always prevent contagious things from afflicting you? No, there may be great reasons that no matter what defense you put up there, because of higher views and greater desires of yours to heal, to see further, to love more, you're going to take the bait and have those things. And you're going to use contagions, con the, the concept of contagious as your vehicle for getting the affliction. Now, a couple of things here. If you get sick, I hope I just made it clear, it's not a bad thing. Okay, you're not a bad person. It's not because your affirmations or your will weren't strong enough. What you need to focus on more than keeping disease away is loving your life, being a light, following your heart, which will automatically mean be of service from time to time, not selflessly, but self-fully. Be there with your heart. Be there doing what you love or going down the least sucky paths, as I talked about yesterday, because you know the yellow brick road is out there and you're going to find it and you want to be reachable. Now, let me also caution, when it comes to medical uh, issues like coronavirus or any other ailment, or when it comes to the roof over your head, always play both ends to the middle. Always, always, always follow your doctor's advice. Take precautions. By all means, wear a mask. These days, wear a double mask. Okay, there's no shame. This is not capitulating to a belief that you're vulnerable. It's just being smart. It's just being like, you know, I have some beliefs still left over that life sometimes happens to people, even though that's a total lie, but maybe there's some, some network in there. Just to make sure I don't sabotage myself, I, I think like this. I'm going to wear a seatbelt, buy health insurance, and double mask. The negativity done by these things that imply you're vulnerable is far outweighed by your innate natural positivity, particularly when bolstered by moving forward, living your dreams to the best you can, showing up in the world with precautions. Don't just go everywhere because you're a gladiator. Be smart. Search online. Do whatever you can to avoid the crowds. In spite of what I just said, play both ends to the middle. Know that you're not vulnerable. Know that you are protected. Know that all is unfolding inside the heart of God. And then take the precautions as well. Not a contradiction to worry about. Mini contradiction. Um, that's pretty much it. There's no shame in any of this. If you get sick, get the flu, get COVID, it's the beginning of healing. But you are not of this world as an afterthought. That's the title here. You are the first thought, the prime mover. Go live your life, have your dream, show up with baby steps, and fear not, even if it is fear, don't worry that you worry. There you have it, fellow podcast listener. Now, let's stay in the zone. If you haven't already, please visit my website, tut.com, where you can sign up, along with one million other subscribers, for my free daily notes from the universe. You can also find out about my infinite possibility membership for a price you choose. Every single Tuesday, I do a live broadcast, a 30-minute mini manifesting workshop. 
members have access to the last 52 mini manifesting workshops. So check it out. And if you have a moment and these podcasts move you, I would be deeply grateful for a review at the Apple podcast platform. Go to tut.com, look for spiritual tune-ups, look for the link for podcast. If you send us a screen grab of your published review at Apple, we've got a very special bonus waiting for you. Check out the links, read all about it. Thanks for being here and I'll see you on the next podcast installment.